The Cleveland Browns have signed return specialist Jakeem Grant, formerly of the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins. How does he fit in with the currently constructed Cleveland Browns? The Browns brass took a flight to Houston yesterday in hopes of changing Deshaun Watson's mind. That did not happen. Baker Mayfield's time in Cleveland appears done. Question is, who will be the Browns quarterback in 2022? All that and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account, DMs open, everybody knows the drill. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen, day in, day out. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast, five-star ratings and written reviews, please, and thank you. Uh, certainly some things to get here today. Uh, we'll get to the quarterback talk uh, a little bit later, and obviously, you know, certainly gone off the rails, I would say, um, you know, probably in the last 48 hours. Um, this It's been off the rails for a couple of months, um, <laughs> but we'll get to all of that. Uh, your most recent acquisition for the Cleveland Browns, wide receiver return specialist Jakeem Grant, formerly of the Miami Dolphins and Chicago Bears. Uh, Jakeem Grant, uh, look, the Browns have struggled, obviously, with the return game the last few years. You saw last year the point where Donovan Peoples-Jones was returning. Uh, certainly wasn't that effective in his role. Um, we saw Demetric Felton have some early success. Um, in 2021, um, then it kind of slipped away, um, went with Donovan Peoples-Jones more that just had the the sureness of him to actually just you know kind of catch the ball. He wasn't really doing much as a return man. J- uh, Jakeem Grant, overall, I think uh, four rushing touchdowns in his career, seven receiving, four punt returns, two kick returns. Um, this is very similar. Remember the Browns a couple of years ago, obviously, in you know the first run with the Barry Stefanski regime. They really, really wanted JoJo Natson to be a thing. Um, his first year here blew out his knee. Then by the time he was around for camp, the second year, the room was a lot different. It uh, wasn't really a spot for a guy like JoJo Natson. Kind of hung around, um, but you know, Browns wanted JoJo Natson to be a thing. It never, you know, essentially worked out to be that. He'll probably play a little bit of receiver. Um, you know, he'll be similar in a role that you're going to do these things with Demetri Felton and Anthony Schwartz. You know, a lot of jet sweep type motion. Uh, you know, there will be some, you know, obviously some handoffs to these players using the speed, getting them, hopefully getting them out in the open field, you know, just, you know, special sauce kind of stuff to keep the defense honest, to keep defenses on their toes. Um, does this change the fact uh, where, you know, the Browns were supposed to be heavily involved in the free agent wide receiver market? It never really became a big free agent wide receiver market. So he could only do as much damage as he did, certainly with the, uh, Trade for Amari Cooper, you nail down one one big spot. Um, you know, I, I don't think this team and franchise has given up on Donovan Peoples-Jones anyway whatsoever. I think they like the developmental path that Donovan Peoples-Jones is on. 
Again, we've mentioned for Anthony Schwartz, this was a very, very tough rookie year, uh, you know, marred by about a seven week, you know, seven week uh, run of with the concussion that he suffered against the New England Patriots that kept him out of action. Um, and biggest difficult part there was keeping him out of practice for seven weeks. Uh, you know, here was a player who needed the time as you know, the team was, you know, had moved on from Odell Beckham Jr. The team, you know, had an injured Jarvis Landry would have been a prime opportunity for a rookie to, you know, get better, improve. Um, but sadly that just wasn't the case. Um, so is it's still on the board in the draft looking at what's available. We're going to get to that here real quick. We're going to go through Brown's positions and needs and what's left at the wide receiver position as far as, you know, immediate contributors, you know, wide receivers, obviously the Browns are not going near Odell Beckham Jr. We all know that Allen Robinson. I don't know how it plays out with Allen Robinson. From what I've heard, Allen Robinson you know, has a bigger price tag than most teams are currently comfortable with. Juju Smith-Schuster, we're not really good there. Uh, Martez Van from Green Bay. Eh. You know, A.J. Green doesn't seem like something the Browns are going to be in on right here. Um, when you look at the room, obviously you have four guys there as of this point. Um, the opportunity is still there to, uh, you know, address this during the draft. Um, we're going to go here, defensive tackle, what's left. And this isn't bad. Some of these names will certainly work for your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Eddie Goldman, I, I'd be okay with Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman, 320 pounds, tougher guy on the inside. Uh, Akeem Hicks uh, from the Chicago Bears as well. Uh, it's really weird on Akeem Hicks um, where the market might be. Here's a player that's you know had a lot, a lot of success in this league. Uh, some injuries a little bit here. So you got to kind of see where you know the market would be for a player like Akeem Hicks. Uh, Linvel Joseph, Big guy, stout in the middle, certainly somebody that could come in here. Um, you'll mention Calais Campbell. I just don't think at this point in his career he's going to come here. I mean, it could be a situation where he stays with the Ravens or certainly maybe even go back to the Denver Broncos where he started the early part of his career, had a ton of success there. Where the Browns are lucky and fortunate to this point. Uh, yeah, obviously yesterday with the uh, the acquisition of Chase Vinovich, um, that's a start. And as we mentioned yesterday with Pete, uh, we think that's probably going to be something where Chase Minovich is going to try to reprise the Tack McKinley role, um, more of a stand-up rusher. Um, he's not really somebody that can pay in base, um, but you know, let him stand up, let him run around, let him create havoc. 37 hurries in 2020, certainly something to keep your eyes on. But what's left on the market? And for the edge market, most of the headliners are still there. Von Miller, still there. Chandler Jones, still there. Melvin Ingram, still there. A player like Jerry Hughes, you know, great veteran presence. I don't think you're going to bring him in to start at this point in his career. And certainly after all those years in Buffalo, I don't think he's coming to the, um, obviously coming to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Ocheni Nuoso, uh, formerly the Chargers, available. Justin Houston, well-traveled. Justin Houston, it'll play out. Justin Houston will find himself the most desirable position. He doesn't really have an issue with waiting. Um, the name that's... Interesting here, obviously, for Browns fans is Jadavian Clowney. Um, the market for Jadavian Clowney has been extremely quiet. I haven't heard much of his name even mentioned thus far this week. Um, we mentioned the fact that Jadavian Clowney is looking to, you know, obviously make more money than he did last year. The Browns got him a very favorable one-year, $8 million deal after a rough, rough season in, the ten in Tennessee where he barely played, was injured most of the year. Uh, Browns obviously were highly invested in Jadavian Clowney in the 2020 offseason highly invested in Jadavian Clowney and finally getting him in the 2021 offseason. Here you are in 2022. Here's a player you were comfortable with. Um, so it's going to be interesting with Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, Vaughn Miller, I, 
again, I, I just don't know what's going to make the appeal for Cleveland. I know he has a relationship with Miles Garrett. Would that be enough after he got his ring? Um, or are you going to look to go back to LA where money is really, really tight, but let's stop using the word money is tight because it doesn't really seem like <laughs> that really means anything. Um, obviously Denver could go home. Dallas Cowboys losing Randy Gregory to the Denver Broncos. Maybe a possibility that Von Miller has eyes on the star. And obviously Jerry Jones, the checkbook is always willing and able down in Dallas. Um, but I, I'm not so done on the Jadavian Clowney thing. And this is one thing that, we, you know, I know Pete said in, in many of our talks with Jadavian Clowney was, where's the line? You know, where is everybody who's ready to pay Jadavian Clowney big money? So certainly interesting from that st- standpoint. Um I, I think Clowney played fantastic here. I think the Browns had a perfect plan for him. They got the most out of him. It worked for Jadavian. It worked for the Browns. If the money's right, I don't see any reason that relationship, you know, cannot continue. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, Jakeem Grant coming into the fold. Uh, free agents that are available still that may, you know, have the Browns' eyes on them. Uh, so obviously still work to be done. Um, you know, and obviously the Browns, you know, are – most likely going to be in some sort of quarterback market here. We're going to continue with the quarterback talk here in just a second on your latest Locked On Browns. This is the time of the year that I pretty much give it up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, eat churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs are included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. Scroll down the macro charts. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most of the bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it'll be healthy. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And again, I want to thank everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. The quarterback situation. Have you guys heard about the Browns quarterback situation? Has anybody, you know, noticed that maybe there's a lot going on there? No, no, no. You're all under a rock. Um it's been crazy, uh, certainly the last 48 hours notwithstanding. Um, but you take it back here. And, you know, with all the success the Browns had in 2020, in what normally season three is the year you start looking towards extending your quarterback 
if he's on a first-round rookie deal. It's about the time you start wrapping that up and putting that to bed. Um, after an extremely successful season for the team and for Baker Mayfield, a contract extension wasn't really talked about. Well, it certainly you know, never came to fruition. Certainly was never agreed upon. So you put yourself in the situation going into 2021. Um, Baker Mayfield started season hot in Kansas City in a Browns loss. Certainly played extremely well week two against the Houston Texans. Injures the shoulder during that game. Torn labrum. Um, Browns still win. Um, Baker's severely injured. Then comes the, you know, Baker's going to find his own doctor to clear him to play. And I, I don't, you know, I do have some issues with some of the things that have been thrown out here the last couple of days as far as this type of stuff. And I, I guess it, now is as good a time as any to address it. First, we're complaining that he didn't pack it up and go home. Um, found a doctor who would clear him. You know, I have, if everybody remembers and watching games and, you know, seeing anything you saw from practice, uh, the brace that he was wearing, it was a work in progress. You know, some weeks it was bigger, some weeks it was smaller. Uh, just finding the best comfortable position for Baker to play through the pain. And for anybody, you know, who knows anything about the injury, severely, severely painful. Um, so, you know, damned because he's playing through the injury is certainly, you know, some things that people went through. And and that's certainly something to consider is what happened if Baker Mayfield after week two said, well, I got to get the surgery. And sadly, my 2021 season is over. Who, who knows? Who knows where the Browns would be? Who knows where Baker Mayfield would be as far as their relationship and as far as all that's gone on the past couple of days. Um, now, you know, you get the talk of, you know, the Browns looking to upgrade the quarterback position. Um, for me, you know, with if you just talk about Deshaun Watson, the player, I know everything's there. But if you said Deshaun Watson was available and the Browns were looking to upgrade the quarterback position, yes. In the purest sense of the form, yes, Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I can say that with confidence, you know, and not a knock on Baker Mayfield. And I am one of Baker's biggest fans of healthy Baker Mayfield there is. Um, Deshaun Watson's 2020 season was miraculous. Almost 5,000 yards passing, 70, uh, 70% completion rate on a team that was dull. It was just Dog bad, just really, really bad. Four and 12, then obviously all the accusations come into it. If you're just talking about strictly Deshaun Watson, the player, versus Baker Mayfield, the player, yes, Deshaun Watson is better. Um, you know, you start factoring in that other stuff, you know, yeah, I get it, guys. It feels a little cringy trying to get into the Deshaun Watson business with still so many unanswered questions. Um, all these accusations, you know, accusations out there, you know, that is what it is. But for pure simple football side of it. If you were saying, you know, if the Browns were looking to upgrade the quarterback position and you had an opportunity to acquire uh, Deshaun Watson, it's fair. Better quarterback to this point. There's you know nothing you can do to deny it. Um, you know, as far as that though, and then you factor in, you know, what Baker had done for this franchise. And, you know, I understand everybody, you know, we live in a world where the most recent, you know, recency bias world where everybody's going to think about 2021, um, and did he play poorly? Like I said, with, you know, Brent Sobolewski the other day, nobody's denying this. Nobody is denying. And yes, at the end of the day, Baker got himself on the field. So his play is going to be judged. And, you know, is it fairly, um, 
maybe not all the way. Um, you can't really put an asterisk asterisk on it. You know, oh well, he was really injured. Of course, he was really injured. Everybody knows he was really injured. Injured, but he was still out there, still performing. Um, so you know, he put himself out there to take. You know, if it went bad, he didn't play well. There was going to be a lot of criticisms to be had. Um, another one I want to get to here is, and look, Jim Donovan, fantastic guy. Um, you know, but speaking on the radio yesterday, and I won't mention the uh, the uh, radio host that he spoke with, but obviously he's had an axe to grind here with the quarterback uh, for a while, which is funny because, you know, he would probably have been hoped to be the type of cornerback that Baker Mayfield was the type of quarterback, but that's a story for another day. Um, getting into this, you know, everybody was upset with Baker because he didn't play in week 18. Um, Nick Chubb missed time last year. Kareem Hunt missed time last year. Uh, Jarvis Landry missed time last year. Jack Conklin missed time last year. Jeremiah Usukoromoa missed time last year. Uh, John Johnson III missed time last year. Several defensive backs missed time last year. You're telling me that Baker Mayfield, who was sacked nine times, Week 17 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, nine times, was going to come back on a short week playing a Week 18 game that was meaningless. The Cincinnati Bengals weren't playing their best players. You're telling me that the locker room was upset with Baker Mayfield for not playing Week 18? BS. I mean, I'm calling bunk. I, I, I don't get it. It makes zero sense. A meaningless game. If you remember, Nick Chubb had a couple carries early. And he was done for the day, and they moved on with Dearness Johnson. It seems like this is a lot of cherry picking. And look, here's the deal with football in locker rooms. There's a couple things we don't talk about as far as teammates within a locker room because it could lead to, you know, fights, serious fights. It is, one, what a player's being paid, and it is, two, whether or not a player is healthy enough to play. Those conversations don't exist because they can start fights, plain and simple. Now, I know some people asked, you know, well, essentially week 17 against Pittsburgh was a meaningless game. 100%. It, you know, it did not matter. The Browns were eliminated at that point. But the Browns still had the opportunity to go 9-8, and eight, which would have been 20 wins in two seasons. It would have been a second straight winning record for the Cleveland Browns if they had beaten Pittsburgh that Monday night and were able to come back in week 18 and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'll tell you right now, if they had beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers that Monday night game, Baker Mayfield would have played week 18. I really believe this team wanted to go nine and eight. I really believe this team wanted to have two winning records right out of the, right out of the uh, gate with the Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski regime, 20 wins, two seasons. It would have been a hell of a start for a regime. I also do want to bring up this here. And whatever you can say about his play, you know, at times where it suffered, where it was poor, in three out of four seasons, Baker Mayfield was 7-8-1 and one as a rookie. 2019 certainly was a bad year, and it was a bad year all around. There's no denying it. 2020, successful. You get to the wild card. And 2022, I'm sorry, 2021, 8-9. Obviously not that great with all that was, you know, bestowed upon them, crowned early, thought to have a really, really 
legitimate shot at a Super Bowl run. But for the Cleveland Browns franchise, you're telling me, you know, the quarterback in three or four seasons led you to seven wins, eight wins, and 10 wins. Um, That doesn't go on around here very often. Ever since the team has returned to Cleveland. So his play, while being shaky at times, was pretty damn good and certainly took this team from a 1-31 laughingstock to a team that was thought to have real relevance to be a real solid contender in 2021. But you get into the position where there was no contract extension. And obviously from the Browns front office, that told you that probably this relationship was closer to the end than it certainly was to going further. Um, Baker had a chance to flip that script this year. Unfortunately, the injury and at times, you know, bad play led to, you know, just deeper rooted issues. I'm not going to get into what I've heard as far as, you know, within the locker room stuff, but yes, there was certainly dissension within the ranks. Um, and if anybody remembers, even with his friend, Hollywood Higgins started over the summer, certainly some dissension within the ranks. Why did they keep playing Baker Mayfield? Because there were weeks where Baker Mayfield looks really good, you know, with the injury, the Charger game, the first Bengal game. And as much as, you know, the three interceptions on Christmas Day did not look great, Baker Mayfield, you know, was throwing the ball all over the yard that day against, you know, Green Bay on Christmas Day in Lambeau Field. Um, So it really became a tough decision for the Browns to what to do. I mean, and I do believe that they felt he was their best option to win games. That is why they played him. Um, Where is it headed who's going to be the quarterback for the Browns in 2022? Where is Baker Mayfield going to be playing quarterback in 2022? We'll get to all that in a little bit more here on your latest Locked On Browns. Continuing through on your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns, be like all the first listeners, first listen of Locked On Browns. Follow, subscribe to Locked On Browns podcast on your favorite podcast app, Make sure you leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Where do the Browns go with the quarterback position in 2022? Because as far as making an upgrade at the position, we spoke about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, certainly an upgrade at the position as a player. And we'll just stop there. For me, the whole trip to Houston kind of looks looked foolish. If Deshaun Watson wasn't interested, um, it kind of makes me feel like um, if anybody remembers the movie, a few good men, um, you know, to me more with the, no, your honor, I strenuously object. Uh, It still didn't change anything. Um, Flying down there to have a meeting with Deshaun Watson, who for the most part appears that he was not interested in the Cleveland Browns. Here's the issue. You, you know, Deshaun Watson from Georgia. You have the teams closely closest located to where Deshaun Watson was from. Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints. You look at, you know, some things that maybe look really, really preferable to Deshaun Watson. Dome, good weather. Carolina, you got the weather. You look at the Georgia, you obviously look at Atlanta Falcons playing a dome. The New Orleans Saints play in a dome certainly advantageous and appealing 
spots for Deshaun Watson. This was going to be a tough thing to compete with. There was no way around it for the Browns. So I just feel that the trip to Houston to maybe try to change his mind. And at this point, we're just going to throw all the analytics and the money ball theory out the stinking window and give up and mortgage the present and the future, um, which just seems so against what this franchise was being built and how it was being built. Um, now it looks like for all intents and purposes, it's, you know, you're still not getting Deshaun Watson. Um, none of this changed the fact, you know, obviously in their minds, they are moving on. Um, so you're in this position here now, not getting Deshaun Watson, who would have been the upgrade. There is no question about it. You know, a football player versus football player, Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. That's fine. And, uh, you know, taking obviously the nonsense and the things that he has, you know, done or whatever situation he has put himself in, taking all that aside, football player versus football player, Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback. What do the Browns do now? Um, do you go and make a move for G- Jimmy Garoppolo? Obviously, you're going to spend a lot, lot less for a player like Jimmy Garoppolo than you would have spent for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Trey Lance in San Francisco, um, you know, 49ers most likely ready to move on. Um, you're in a little bit of a sim- similar situation with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as he's, you know, recovering from a shoulder surgery this offseason. Um, kind of maybe a similar timetable to Baker Mayfield as to when he returns. Do you make that move? Um, at this point, I think it's a move you certainly are going to strongly consider. But using the word upgrade, uh, you know, I mean, we're really, really grasping at straws here to say which one of these two is the better quarterback. If you really want to get down to the, you know, the brass tacks of it, I'm not sure that Jimmy Garoppolo is you know, that much of an upgrade. Um, you have an advantage that Jimmy Garoppolo obviously comes here. It's a system he is comfortable with. Um, probably familiar with, you know, terminology, scheme, all that type of stuff. So Jimmy Garoppolo, for me, I guess would probably look to be your front runner at this point for your Cleveland Browns quarterback in 2022. I know people have mentioned Matt Ryan, if Atlanta ends up with Deshaun Watson, what, you know, where does the situation work out with Matt Ryan? Um, I, I don't think at Matt Ryan at this point in his career going outside, you know, out of the dome, Going to play in the AFC North, Matt Ryan, the Browns like mobility in their quarterback. Matt Ryan never has been mobile and certainly is not getting any more mobile as he gets older. Um, better maybe pocket thrower, taller, sees the field better. All things that you can say about Matt Ryan, I agree with. I'm not going to argue with. Um, I just don't see it coming to fruition. Um, now, of course, that would be if Deshaun Watson ends up in Atlanta. Okay, Deshaun Watson ends up in New Orleans. Would the Browns be in the Jameis Winston business? Interesting. Uh, Jameis Winston, you know, his years in Tampa, uh, you know, obviously the ultimate gunslinger, a lot of interceptions, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Um, New Orleans, I think he's kind of changed that perspective of Jameis Winston in the last couple of years. His play down there has been pretty solid from everything you hear about from New Orleans. Uh, they were thrilled with him. Players, front office, staff, everybody enjoyed him. Everybody liked the work ethic. You know, every, everything about it seemed to work out pretty well. But if Deshaun Watson ends up a New Orleans Saint, Jameis Winston is a guy, you know, in a game of musical chairs, um, basically looking for a place to plant his ass, 
could Cleveland go that route? Um, you know, obviously bigger, stronger quarterback. Um, you can bring him in. Um, the offense not totally, totally suited for Jameis Winston, but I think Jameis Winston could certainly adapt to it. But again, you know, just like whatever Baker Mayfield's going through this offseason, just like Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason, Jameis Winston going through an ACL rehab. So, you know, all of these options we're discussing at this point, other than Matt Ryan, you're talking about players who, you know, obviously have a lot to do to be ready to go when camp opens in late July. I will throw this one out there as a shot in the dark name. I don't know what in the world Jordan Love is going to do in Green Bay. Um, obviously, under contract, um, there is no path towards any playing time, playing time anytime soon for him in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers signing the massive deal that he did. What would it cost? It certainly would, you know, of the trade scenario guys, Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, Jordan Love, he would probably certainly come on the cheapest is my guess. Um, you know, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, you know, I, I'm paying a first round pick quarterback and he's never going to play. Um, do I, you know, get out of the get out of the contract, let the young man find a path maybe to get himself on the field somewhere in the NFL? take some draft capital and apply it to other places. You know, Green Bay, obviously a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of players coming off their cap. So the question would be for the Green Bay Packers, you know, would an extra pick um, player, you know, rookie is going to be able to come in cheap as a depth player. Does that help them? Uh, you know, Jordan Love, don't know what the Browns thought of him two years ago. Uh, you know, obviously as this franchise, that was, you know, year one of the Barry Stefanski regime. Um, you know, I don't know if they were in, you know, the business for quarterbacks at the time. But Jordan Love is certainly a name, you know, out there. The Browns could get younger. He would come at a pretty, pretty team friendly cost. So certainly something to pursue there as far as, you know, Jordan Love and, you know, other possibilities as to who's going to be the Browns quarterback in 2022. And because this is over, folks, you know, if if nobody picked that up to this point, you know, this this is over. Um, and everybody who got upset about Baker Mayfield, you know, putting out the message last night and, you know, first things first. Baker Mayfield is always going to speak. So I don't know why anybody was surprised that he released it. Um, you know, Baker's heart at times certainly, you know, is not the best. Um, it certainly leads to some avenues for him that maybe make a situation worse. And, you know, obviously I think that last night did. Everybody views him differently. Um, I view him as the guy who, you know, was the hope, you know, thought to be the savior of this franchise, a team that had never had a quarterback, the long, stupid Jersey meme, which is just dumb and I cannot stand. I wish it would be blocked from the internet forever. Um, Baker Mayfield was, you know, one of the pioneers that got this show to be successful. This team was talked about. This team was, you know, interesting. It had players, it had talent, it had characters. It became, you know, the Browns became an NFL mainstream talking point. Baker Mayfield was certainly part of you know what led to all that. Um, again, if it was you know just upgrading the quarterback position, you know I, I understand it with a player like Deshaun Watson. I do, um, but if it was uh, we're getting any other quarterback in here other than Baker Mayfield, you know that's not for me the avenue I would have went. Um, but alas, <laughs> here we are. What's next for Baker Mayfield? Uh, it appears all signs, you know, for now that we're hearing is that Baker Mayfield has a ton of interest in possibly the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Colts moving on from Carson Wentz, 
Um, Deshaun Watson, zero interest in going to the Indianapolis Colts. You have good offensive line in Indianapolis. Michael Pittman looks like a player. Uh, obviously, Taylor, the running back, fantastic player. Um, what's the cost for a Baker Mayfield? I'm not positive. Could it be, you know, like a 2023 20, second round pick with the chance of for the pick to improve? Um, it's maybe something of that nature. I'm not sure the direct compensation is there going to be some sort of three team deal worked out here with maybe Deshaun Watson or maybe with a Matt Ryan or, you know, somehow some way with a Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not sure. Um, but Baker to go most likely, you know, to the Colts, I think would be a good spot for him. Um, so, you know, for Baker Mayfield, you know, it looks like that will be, you know, where Baker Mayfield, um, Certainly moving on, but Indy looks like something that could be, you know, favorable for Baker Mayfield in now trying to uh, resurrect his NFL career. All of this just got out of hand. Um, uh, one of my followers, uh, Russell Toss, TOS, um, I hate the way this situation has gone. I just hate how dirty it's gotten, the finger pointing, accusations, um, but when things go bad, you know, they go bad. Um, there's usually not a smooth transition from things like this. Um, do I think Baker's taking more heat than he necessarily deserves? I certainly do. Um, do I think Jimmy Haslam and his wife are involved here? I certainly do. And look, I mean, whether anybody likes it or not, it's their prerogative. They pay the bills. It's their damn team. Um, so I do believe a lot of that exists. Um, don't be naive to the fact that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are not highly involved here. They are certainly not puppets and they are not doing what their owner tells them to do by no means whatsoever. And that's evident by the fact that there were no contract dis discussions after a fantastic 2020 season. Um, and there easily could have been. Um, so obviously in the back of, you know, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski's mind, there were doubts whether, you know, Baker Mayfield was going to be their guy long-term um, tough situation. Uh, you know, for a Browns fan base that all of a sudden was very excited about this team. Look, you were always excited about this team, but actually excited about this team being legitimate. Um, certainly a tough pill to swallow where the team is at now. Uh, we'll monitor this situation here over the coming days. Um, but, you know, most likely Baker's out. It's not going to be Deshaun Watson. This team will have a new quarterback in 2022, and we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I am Jeff Lloyd, the host of Locked On Browns, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw a follow uh, at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open, as everybody knows. Questions, ideas for the show. Um, send them in. I know everybody right now has probably got a million stinking questions, and we'll get to some of those this week as we continue here. Um, so just some thoughts here on the quarterback position. You obviously got your latest Browns news here with ja Jakeem Grant in the fold. Uh, gave some thoughts here on some of the remaining free agents. Uh, that are out there that the Browns should have interest in. And obviously, a you know, just a wild, wild time here with the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, as far as their quarterback position is concerned, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.